Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. The title of my message is, It is Time to Soar. Eagle Soar. Amen. It is time to soar. And um, we're going to begin with uh, Psalms 40, verses 1, 2, 3. And Bill, we're reading from the New King James Version, please. It is time to soar. Amen. And uh, if you would, um, let's read uh, from the screen, please. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of a a miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my step. He has put on a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Men will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to share your word. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we don't take it lightly, Lord, because this is truly the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So, Father, I pray right now, Lord, that I will decrease and the Holy Spirit will increase, that a word we said that will help your people, that will change your people, Lord. And for that, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. And as I uh, read the scripture, David is saying that he's in a pit of destruction, a slimy pit, um, that he couldn't escape on his own. He said, he said, um, he inclined to me and heard my cry. David knew that he couldn't get out of his pit in and of his own abilities. Amen? And um, he said that he, he, uh, God heard David's prayers and he lifted him out of the pit. Amen? Now, at the beginning, verse 1, it said, I waited patiently for the Lord. I waited patiently. A lot of times when we in the midst of a, of a, of a, a situation or a condition or we believe in and trust in God for something. We have to be patient. David was patient. And David had gone through a lot of things. He was being chased, had been chased by Saul. Uh, he had um, had relationship with Bathsheba uh, and, and, and had the, um, her husband murdered. So he had gone through some things. So David understood that it, in and it of, his, of himself and of his own ability, what he needed he needed from God. Amen? And um, I'm going to go ahead and share. I got five nuggets. Um, let's go uh, put the first nugget on the screen, please. Read. Um, amen. And that's kind of what I was just saying there is that a lot of times we get into our intellect, you know, our own understanding, but yet we don't. We don't um, seek God's understanding or seek God's wisdom. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to re- depend on him. Amen? 
Let's go to second nugget, please. Read. And Bishop just said a few days ago, he's talking about salvation. You, you can't earn it. A gift is something that is given. It's nothing you've done. God's love is the same way because God is love. And, and he loved us unconditionally. He loved the bad me. He loved the good me. He loved us unconditionally. Amen? Third nugget. Read. Yeah. A lot of times when situations arise, you know, and problems arise, you know, we, you know, we get sometimes a spirit of fear or we, you know, get impatient. But as we wait and trust God, because God has given all of us um, a, a level of faith and we have to, to, to lean on that faith uh, and trust and believe God. And when God come through, based on uh, God's ability, then what we're seeing is the great, how great God really is. But a lot of times, like I say, we have to be patient and wait on God. Fourth, fourth nugget. Placing our trust in God allows him to take responsibility. Amen? Because when we say we cast our cares to him because he cares for us, then we are releasing it to him. So now it's God's responsibility to take care of what we have given him. Amen? And um, you know his ways are higher our ways, and his thoughts are greater. Amen? So um, I think I have one more nugget. That is. Okay, that's fine. All right, so let's get into the word. Again, as I was saying, David is saying that uh, he was in a pit and he trusted in God. So what is a pit? A pit is a large hole in the ground. That's what we understand a pit is, amen? But this is being said metaphorically because this is a metaphor because David's pit is, 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 a, is a concern, a problem that he has. It's a problem that he, he knows like I said, in and of itself, he can't get out of this. He Only God can get him out of this situation. And so that, that's the pits we talk about. So how many of us in this room have pits? Okay, or how many of us in this room been in pits and gotten out of pits with the help of God? Because, and some of us probably still holding on some pits so we can go back to it if we need to. Amen? <laughs> Amen? But... A pit can be where we go to feel sorry for ourselves, okay? We can go and, and remember all the bad things that somebody may have done to us, okay? Uh, and it's a place where we can go and do bad and evil things, amen? And, 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 and we know about the pit, which is ultimately hell, okay? But um, unfortunately, we can experience hell right here on earth. Uh, we're going through so many things right now. In this, uh, on this earth, in this world, and it's amazing, amen? And, um, but the thing about, um, um, as we, we um, look at the scripture is that David said, he drew me up out of a, horror pit, a horrible pit of destruction, out of a miry clay, this means slime, 
and he set my feet upon a rock. Amen. Steady in my feet and establish my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth. He has put a new song in my mouth. Because God was faithful to David. David wanted to give God the praise, give God the glory. He put a new praise, a new praise in his mouth. Many shall see and feel and put their trust and confidence, reliance in the Lord. So what we are seeing here is not only did David trust God, but because David trusts God and allowed God to pull him up out of the pit, others observed it. And because others observed it, that means that it allowed them to be pulled toward the Lord. Amen? Because they saw what God had did for David. So David became uh, a witness for the Lord. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be able to be a witness to, to, to others so we can show how good God really is. Amen? Because that will draw them into the kingdom. And that's what we're after. We're after souls. Amen? So David was an example because he waited patiently. And the results of it, the people were able to witness God um, um, working things out for David, which they understood, if you can do it for David, you can do it for me. Come on, somebody. Amen? And so as we go through this thing called life, amen, we don't have to be miserable. We don't have to be sad. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to wallow in self-pity. Uh, we don't be, have to be haters, okay? We don't have to live in regret and fear because your pit also could be social media. I mean, we're in a time when social media is, is running rampant and people rely on that thing so much. You don't know what, what, what even sometimes your kids are looking at or who they're talking to. And people are talking to people every day and, know, and don't even know who they are. Because, so your pit today could easily be social media. Amen? So, um, but the good news is God is living on the inside of you. Amen? And, and you can trust God. And, uh, and he gave us his best. We're getting ready to celebrate Easter, uh, the Resurrection Sunday. But God was so, loved us so much, that unconditional love that we're speaking about. It had nothing to do with what we did. It's what he did. He gave us his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen? So we'll be redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen? Good God of mercy. God is so good. Can I tell you about my pit? Amen? Many years ago, and I thank God it's many years ago, um, my pit, my, pit had, my pit had tunnels, okay? And I can go in my pit and I can go other places, right? My, my, my pit, I can go from, in my tunnel and I can go up to another pit. I can come back down in my tunnel and go to another pit. Let me show you, okay? I was in a pit where I could, you know, leave work, come home and sit around and start sipping a little bit and sipping a little bit, sipping a little bit. Then I get a phone call, hey man, you need to come on by here and check this out. So I go in my tunnel and I go in that other pit. So I come up in that pit, check that out, okay? So then all of a sudden I'm saying, okay, it's getting a little late. I better, you know, need to change my situation here. 
So uh, I said, well, I'll make a phone call. So I go back in my tunnel. And I come up in another pit. Now I'm in sexual immorality. So I had all this pit with, all the, with, with this tunnel that led me from pit to pit. But I'm here today to tell you that God is faithful. And he can get you, pick you up and take you out of the pit. He did it for me. Because finally I had enough sense to make Jesus Christ truly my Lord and Savior. Right here at Harvest Church is Lord. I stayed under this word on a bishop house. And, and he taught them um, compromising words. In fact, one day I was in this, this church and the Holy Spirit unctioned me to read Acts 12. And um, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you real quick from the Message Bible, okay? Acts 12. And that's when Peter was released from prison. Because sometimes when you're in a pit and God gets you out of that pit, you need something or somebody to help you stay out of that pit. You need to be accountable for the things that you're doing going forth because you don't want to go back into that pit. But if you're not careful and you don't be accountable and do the right things concerning the things of God, stand in his word, stand faithful, then you could find yourself back in this pit. But let me read this to you. This is from the Message Bible, and the Message Bible is like, I mean, it's, it's, it's straight. All the time that Peter was on the heavy guard in the jailhouse, the church prayed for him most strenuously. Then the time came to Herod to bring him out for the kill. That night, even though shackled to two soldiers, one on either side, Peter slept like a baby. And there were guards at the door keeping their eyes on the place. Herod was taking no chances. Suddenly, there was an angel at his side and light flooding the room. The angel shook Peter and got him up. Hurry. The handcuffs fell off his wrist. The angel said, get dressed. Put on your shoes. Peter did it. Then grab your coat and let's get out, <clears throat> out of here. Peter followed him but didn't believe it was really an angel. He thought he was dreaming. Past the first guard and then the second. They came to the iron gate and led into the city. It swung open before them on its own, and they were out on the street, free as the breeze. As the first intersection, the angel left him, going his own way. That's when Peter realized it was no dream. Amen? I can't believe it. This really happened. The master sent his angel and rescued me from Herod, vicious little production, and the spectacle of the Jewish mob was looking forward to. Still shaking his head amazed, he went to Mary's house, the Mary who was John Mark's mother. The house was packed with praying friends. When he knocked on the door to the courtyard, a young man named Rhoda came to see who it was. But when she recognized his voice, Peter's voice, she was so excited and eager to tell everyone Peter was there that she forgot to open the door and left him standing there. Good God of mercy. Listen, listen. Listen, the thing about this is because what I said, you can get up out of that pit, but sometimes you need to have somebody or something to be accountable for your action. I knew who I was, and I knew what I had done, but I, I was still reaching out to God. I don't want to go back. I can't go back. And, and, and God gave me this, and when he said, send me an angel, I was single at the time, and um, I just was by myself. And I said, I, I, said, I can't live like this. 
And I thank God he sent me my wife, who's been with me now, been going on 24 years. 24 years. And we dated for, for um, four months, and we were married, and then we've been married for 24 years. Because God did it. I didn't do it. Stan Barrett had messed up enough. I needed God to do it, just like to pull me up from that pit. I need him now to bring things in my life that's going to solidify my relationship with him. And he did it because I trusted him, I believed him, and I gave him full reins over my life. I said, God, I've tried this thing and i messed it up a thousand times. I'll give it to you now. You do it. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done so I can fulfill the mandate that you placed on my life. Amen? And I thank God today for it because I was living a living hell, I'll tell you, straight. And a lot of times we don't even realize it. We going through one thing to another thing, wonder why things are not working because we're not in the will of God. You're looking for a relationship. You're looking for what you're looking for in a relationship or in drinking the drugs or whatever. But what you need is in Christ. You need that relationship. God is after intimacy with us. And that's what you need. So as you continue, uh, if you're in this, this place tonight or on this line, if you're still looking for things in, in different situations and relationships, it's time to look toward the master. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will give, he will fill that void. You try to fill a void that only he can fill. I went after relationship, relationship, drink after drink, but the void that I needed filled came straight from the master. And I give him praise today for it. Amen? Amen? So if you floating around, running around, and don't understand what's going on, I'm here to tell you, you need a relationship. You need to make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior because he will give you everything you need. My father owned everything. A cattle on a thousand healed all the silver and gold. So whatever you need, he'll make it happen. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. So I, I, I realize, and that's why I say I share with you tonight, it don't matter what your pit is. God is well able to bring you up and out of that pit. God is well able, if you allow him to, let him take reign over your life. Release, cast your cares to him. He said he cares for you. Amen? And that's nothing too hard for God. He's the God of the impossible. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, um, praise God. So I thank God because here's what happened. <laughs> Glory to God. When I stepped out of that pit, I entered into God's grace and mercy. Amen? I entered into God's grace and mercy, not understanding at the time but also, when I stepped out of the pit, I stepped into God's unconditional love. Now, he loved me unconditionally, you know, but at the time, I didn't quite understand that. But what I come to find out is, because he loved me unconditionally, he, he allowed me to learn to love myself. Because while I was killing myself, poisoning myself, then I wasn't loving myself. Because this is the temple of God. And I cannot destroy or hurt the temple of God. So because he, he loved me unconditional, he allowed me to get this understanding by staying on the word of God. Here is Harvest Church with Jesus as Lord. 
And today, I'm standing before you not because in and of myself. I'm standing because you. And the other thing is prayer. People was praying for me. And I know it. And prayer is powerful. People are praying for you. And we need to pray for one another. Amen? Because it's, you, you can't do this thing alone. It's not a long thing. You can't do this alone. Amen? So I, I challenge you tonight, make sure you pray for others. Okay? Amen. I mean, it's not, prayer is not a selfish thing. Amen? Amen. Okay. Um, we'll go to Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. Amen? Amen. Because I said, what did I tell you? It's time to soar, right? <laughs> it's time to soar. It looked like we got up out of the pit, but now it's time to soar. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Isaiah 40, 31. I'll go ahead and read it. But those who wait on the Lord verse, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen? Harvest Church, it's time for us to soar. You know, an eagle can fly heights up to 10,000 feet. Amen? Uh, anybody here can fly that high? All right. Amen. So, so when you read this scripture, and again it says, but those who wait, there's that wait again, patiently, wait on the Lord. Not in it of yourself, not doing it when you feel like it's time for me to do it. But you're waiting on the Lord because waiting on the Lord uh, has great value. The value is the fact that if you wait on the Lord, it's going to get done. Okay? If we get ahead of him, we're going to either prolong it or we're going to mess it up all together. You know, I've been in situations where I thought in my intellect, I can do this. And, and, and didn't see God face at all. And that thing blew up in my face. Amen? So we got to be careful and we got to see God's face. I mean, whether it's a business situation, whether it's, it's a personal situation, a family situation, you need to seek the face of God so God can give you instruction or God can open up doors that you, you never even uh, imagined walking through. God can do things that, that, that we never even dreamed of. God's going to take us to a higher, higher level, to a greater dimension than we've ever been. Not in and of ourselves because God is make, makes it possible. So that's why we have to wait on God. If you know there's something you want to do, need to do, feel compelled to do, that God has given you a vision, then he's going to give you the provision. But the thing about it is going back to, uh, and, and David said he waited patiently. And here we're saying you need to wait on the Lord. Don't get ahead of God because you'll mess it up every time. I know I'm a living witness. Things that could have happened years ago didn't happen because I didn't wait. Things I'd done years ago messed up because I shouldn't have been doing them. But I didn't ask God. I said, I'm going to do this, okay, and see what happened. And I saw what happened, and that thing blew up in my face. Amen? So we're in a, time, we're in a point in our lives special with all the chaos and confusion and foolishness going on in this world. We don't have any, any, any option but to wait on God. That's the only option you got, to wait on God. If you trust and believe in God for something, and you know it's God, God told you the, 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 this thing or, or what, what's going to happen, and then you realize, and you look and it's not happening, it's not happening. No, it's not in your time, it's in God's time, and it's going to happen. Now, that's when your faith is being tested. 
your faith is being tested, and you're a man or woman of faith, then you got to trust God. This is a faith church. The man just prayed about unleashing faith. Good God of mercy. So this is a faith house. Look around you. Look at what the Lord has done. My God, my God. You know, we in a faith house. There's nothing too hard for God. Amen? Amen. Bishop shared us when the enemy came, came against him about getting this place. Some of the most powerful people in Kansas City. Maybe one of the most powerful people. But he trusted God. He prayed, sought God's faith, and said, the devil is a lie. God showed me this, and it shall come to pass. Well, you are no different. You are no different. God is no respecter of a person. What he do for one, he'll do for another. You just got to step out on faith and trust God. You got to be patient and trust God. Amen? Glory to God. So, I mean, God, shoot, praise God. But it's time for us to soar. I believe God is getting ready to do some things that we, we've never seen. That he's going to take us to a dimension that we've never been. That we're going to go to a level that we couldn't even imagine. It's going to happen in this house. The man of God uh, prophesied it, uh, a few weeks ago that millionaires will be birthed in this place. Billionaires. Amen. So God is getting ready to do a new thing. Don't be moved by where you are today because the things you see are temporal. The things of God are eternal. Let God do his thing. Let God have his way in your life. Get out of his way. Let him take reign. Amen? Amen. We will experience levels that we never experienced. But this is for the people that's ready to soar and not for the ones that want to stay in the pit. We got to get out of the pit. We got to put the pit behind us. So called when we came out of the pit, we was on, on steady ground. We was on the rock. The rock is God Almighty. Rock, do you see, find the rock in the Bible over 100 times. So that's stability, amen? It's stability in the Lord, amen? It's stability in the Lord, amen? So repeat this after me. Harvest Church is getting ready to soar. Harvest Church is getting ready to soar. My finances are getting ready to soar. My marriage is getting ready to soar. My children and my grandchildren are getting ready to soar. My business is getting ready to soar. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.